Jake, I wonder if the people who only listen to this on Spotify or those audio only ones, if they're like, what is happening and why is there a song playing? If you're only with us on those, there are words on the screen. That's kind of like the general stuff that I usually say. I feel like I should make an alternate recording uh, for the audio only people and like voice over the, maybe like a robot voice or Alexa voice. Maybe, uh, you know, I, I have some options, right? Yeah. I mean, there's tons of fun stuff out there now. We could do it like in a Kermit voice or something. It'd be fun. There you go. There you go. Uh, my, my Alexa is the Australian accent because uh, I just, you know, Australian accents are really awesome, uh, by the way. So if you have an Australian accent, I'm, I'm jealous. Uh, I don't know about you, Jake. I was, I was kind of like bobbing my head there a little bit with yeah, the, right. you know, with the, no, I love it. It's a catchy tune. I love it. It's catchy, yeah. Um, y- y- this is not a replay. This is for Tuesday's games, but look, Monday went so well and the Orioles were so good to us. I'm, I'm in the same outfit because it's, it's working. It worked. Uh, the only thing that did work is the Mariners um, decided to, great comeback and then falling apart and that's that's sports but uh our pitcher prop of the day worked uh to a t and that we said there were a lot of different ways that could play out and, and work for us even if he pitched well that's kind of what happened he got hit hard they didn't want to face a lineup at third time we talked about that we touched about the ashes been hitting lefties and, and that kind of recent story that marlins were bullpen happy i feel like we nailed that one he comes out after five we got that prop the a plus play of the day was the cardinals uh, minus one uh they won by two, got that. And while the Mariners have blown, it looks like we're going to get the Orioles and the Rays as well. One of those plus odds. Uh, so just a great night for us. And so, we're, you know, we're, it ain't broke. So we're, we're not going to try to fix it, you know? Yeah, I mean, as I said, the Orioles have been the, one of the most fun teams to back. And I'm almost blind back up at this point. And, and it's kind of fun because now uh, the people can see on screen. We are going to talk about the Orioles later. Uh, so that's a little, little teaser for that one in the show. But we're going to start off with... 6.40 p.m. Eastern, Guardians at the Reds. A nice night in Cincinnati, maybe slightly on the chilly side, around 70 degrees, closing in the mid-60s. Wind will be blowing out to right center field uh, around 10 miles an hour. So you're talking about a little bit of a chilly night for August there, but the wind blowing out is going to make it, you know, it's already a hitter-friendly ballpark. It's not going to be, you know, 100-degree weather ball flying out with the ball. will kind of fly a little bit there. Uh, that's the reason why the total in this game is 9.5. Uh, model projects nine and a half. So I think nine and a half is a pretty good number. If it was at nine, you know, I could be maybe talk to do it over in that park. But at nine and a half, I think it's priced pretty well. We're going to focus instead uh, on the side for this one, though. When you compare these two teams, the Guardians, that offensive rating is with Jose Ramirez back in it, of course. They lost uh, Josh Bell, which hurt, and their offense was already struggling uh, to start with this Reds offense. Uh, you know, pretty solid right around league average, just below league average there with a 94 grade starter. Pretty, pretty, you know, even here, pretty close to even. And this is a situation that's kind of similar to the game we talked about yesterday with Brady Singer and Logan Gilbert. And I have to be honest with you, Jake, I did not see Brady Singer uh, excelling and beating Gilbert by that much. I mean, he, he owned him and I made the call. I was like... This is what the model trying to tell us, that the difference between these two guys is not what you think it is. That was a little bit of an outlier still. Uh, but the same situation here, that Logan Allen's ERA is about a run and a half lower. But I don't think he's that much better than Ashcraft. I think he's better, but I don't think it's by much. It's a small difference. You look at the underlying metrics uh, for these two guys. You know, Ashcraft just doesn't fall that far behind him. You know, not as good, but not that far apart. Bullpens, both pretty average here. 
the biggest difference in this game is a the location and b the reds offense and that's what makes the reds 56 percent likely to win this game according to sideline the price should be minus 125 anything minus 108 or better is an a grade we're gonna play the reds at minus 103 gets into that a grade by a nickel jake tell us more yeah, I love the Reds here. I think their offense carries them through at home, uh, especially with as young as they are. They should be a little bit more bonus at, at home. Um, I think Ashcraft is just as good as Allen, and I think he's pitching better recent, recently, and I think the bullpens are a big difference. I, I don't know that the Reds' bullpen is getting enough credit for how well they're where they're going, and I think the Guardians are on the opposite side of that. I think they're sliding more downhill. So I think we've got pretty good value here with the Reds. I was really surprised to see the Guardians bullpen rated this low, especially after last year, last couple of years. They've been one of the better bullpens in baseball, so I was really surprised to see the model not like them that much. Uh, I, honestly, I have not paid a ton of attention to the Central, so I can't really talk on them as much as much as I can just say, "Here's what the model's doing," and you know, again, we the A grades have been so good for the models, so we just kind of trust them, even though they sometimes don't. Uh, this is really always makes sense. I think this one makes sense, though. Like I said, neither one of these teams um, is that great. They're both kind of floundering, you know, both kind of very met, both have some flaws. But, I mean, this Reds offense at least is decent. I don't trust this Cleveland offense at all. I know they put up a ton of runs on Sunday against Tampa, but that's one off. Even bad offenses are going to do that on occasionally. Good offenses are going to struggle on occasion, too. Uh, but this Reds offense a little bit better being at home. I'm not. I'm really surprised that we're getting minus 103. Uh, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Uh, but, you know, I feel like we're just here to take advantage of that, right? Yeah, yeah. You gotta, that's, why, that's why you built the whole model, so we know where to take advantage of these mispriced lines. Exactly, exactly. And I always find it funny when a line is like exactly on what the model says. It's like, oh, we completely agree and I have no take on it whatsoever. Like this one, the total being nine and a half. Uh, we do have one more pick for you on this one, our pitcher prop of the day. Uh, Grant Ashcraft, we're going to go under four and a half strikeouts. You can see here um, he has hit over this number in three of his last four, and he has been pitching better as of late. But the key on this one, as you can see there, uh, it's kind of small. You might have to squint your eyes there at that screenshot, but you can kind of see Graham Ashcraft, not a high strikeout guy. Guardians number one in the league in fewest strikeouts per game. Now that's on the season, so that is a little bit different going forward because of all the trades and everything like that. But I don't really think that the uh, loss of Josh Bell is going to make them less of a, or more of a strikeout team. Uh, I still think this team just they put the ball in play a lot and it's going to make it hard for Ashcraft to get a lot of strikeouts you can also see here on this next slide I pulled his innings um it you know he's gone deeper a couple times here and that's driven the high strikeouts but you've seen here in the middle of the season a constant stretch of six inning starts and in those six inning starts he had a couple of high strikeout games but a ton of twos and threes and against the guardian team that doesn't strike out it feels like two or three is probably where he lands Jake what are your thoughts on this problem yeah, I think the biggest part of this is the Guardians. Uh, they just don't strike out a lot. Getting rid of Bell actually, I think, helps that because yeah, so he's too. not he's not a contact hitter by any stretch. Uh, yeah. And I think Ashcraft is just not a strikeout guy. And those those high strikeout games, it looks like if I'm reading it correctly, it was Washington Nationals like one of those, like yep. Miami, and it, like just not great offenses where he's taking advantage of. I think. This offense in Cleveland, not great, but they just don't strike out. They just yeah. ground out or fly out. So I, I think this is a pretty easy prop to hit. 
Yeah, one of those was earlier on in the season with San Diego, who's been an all-or-nothing offense all season. So it's like nothing can surprise you with the Padres. Uh, and again, we'll talk about that later on as well. They've just, that's just been who they've been all season. Uh, it, it, the last thing I want to say about this, because I think you kind of make a good point here, this Guardians offense not very good, but also doesn't strike out a lot. That's one of the reasons, one of the things that we've learned over the last 20 years in the analytic movement, right? That, that all teams are using these analytics and all of us are a lot smarter than we were back 20, 30 years ago. And, and there was a time when strikeouts were viewed as a bad thing. And if you strike out, that means you're a bad hitter. And there is something to be said for if you are clueless striking out, that means you're probably a bad hitter. And if I got up there, I'd be clueless and I'd strike out. That would make me a bad hitter. But when you get to the major league level, the ability to, to not strike out or, or uh, you know, prevent the strikeout or whatever isn't extremely predictive. And I think that's a great thing that you see with this. Uh, or It's perfectly ex- exemplified by the Guardians offense. They do a great job putting the bat on the ball still not a good offense and that's the thing is in today's day and age of baseball it's hard to score runs uh pitchers are so good it's hard to get three singles in an inning it's hard to get a bunch of things happening and that's why uh you know it's all about you know extra base hits uh, getting free passes things like that this guardians team they don't strike out but they also don't do the things needed to score runs and so we've kind of learned over the last like i said 20 30 years that strikeouts aren't really correlated with success uh extremely you know 50 years ago, you would have seen this Guardian strikeout rate and you just said they're the best offense in baseball because it was just a different game. But today, uh, the fact that they don't strike out doesn't really mean they're likely to win. It just means they don't strike out. And so we're going to go under Graham Ashcraft, four and a half strikeouts here in Cleveland and Cincinnati. Don't forget, if you want to check out all of the fun things over on outlier.bet, if you slash professor that link in the show description, you can get a seven-day free trial. See all the plus expected value plays, all the metrics. They link seamlessly with the big four domestic sports books where you can just click uh, like a shopping cart, like an Amazon shopping cart, and then click the button. It'll take you right there to make those bets. A lot of good stuff there. Again, link in the show description, outlier.bet slash professor. Get you a seven-day free trial to check that out and see if you could win some money on the player props. Hopefully, we can start off the week 2-0 and oh there. That'll take us to 7.40 p.m. Eastern. Tigers at the Twins. Uh, I mean, I put the metrics on the screen here, but this is a game where we kind of know who the better team is. And this is another great example. You already mentioned it, and Cousin Jared likes to say it. This is why I built the model, because we all know the Twins should be favored. The only question is by how much. We're not afraid to take underdogs here. We're not afraid to take big favorites here, wherever the value lies. And without a model, I have no idea what number this should be, because it's like, well, the Twins are at home and they're better, but like, how much better, right? You can see the metrics on the screen. Obviously, their offense a lot better. Relievers actually not as, you know, not as big of a difference. They're better in Tigers. Tigers relievers are actually kind of decent this year. Uh, the biggest difference in this game, uh, you know, is going to be the starting pitchers. Bailey Ober has been pretty solid, 340 ERA. And the underlying metrics say maybe not quite that good, but not that far apart from it. Alex Fade, on the other hand, 580 ERA. And while the advanced metrics say it should be a little bit better than that, this is one of those things where you look at the ERAs and you say one pitcher is a lot better than the other. And that kind of tells the whole story here. So pretty big edge on the Twins here. Another A grade pick for you at minus 182. Sideline says this should be minus 245 that the Twins win the 71% of the time. Basically, anything that starts with a one is an A grade play. Just remember, of course, when we talk about this, when you get out here to the minus 200s and beyond, the numbers on the line move a lot for every one percentage move. So the difference between even money and minus 105 is about 1%. Uh, but a five cent move out here is uh, not a one percent move. It's just a different scaling out here. So that's thing to keep in mind is that uh, the percentage edge here is not quite as large as you would think just based off of that um, 
minus. And that's why everything we do is with probability. And that's how I come up with that A grade price. Uh, just things jump a lot quicker in here. So that's just something to keep in the back of your mind. But anything that starts with a one is a fantastic investment, I think, on the twins. Uh, Jake, you had a lot of options or a lot of A grade plays today. If if viewer, if you're looking for all those A grade plays and you're not with us already on Dub Club, check that out. That links in the show description. Tons of A grade plays today. Jake, you had a lot of options. Why did this one uh, make the cut for you? Like it's it's not that deep. It's just the twins are that much better, especially with Ober on the mound. Like it's not that hard. Uh, I, I'm curious. I haven't looked it up to see what the line is, but what's the number on the minus one and a half, two and a half, whatever it is? That is a. I'm I'm very tempted on that. Just that's a great question. The the current price there would also be an A grade right now. The current price is plus one ten. Uh, the model says minus 104 or better would be an A grade that the Twins can cover the run line 54% of the time. So anything plus odds or better would be a really good investment on that run line right now. It's plus 110. But yeah, that's where I'll be putting my money then because I, I just think the Twins are that much better. Their offense seems to be on a little bit of a roll here. They've got the better pitcher, the better relievers. Just sometimes you don't want to overthink yourself and try to be too smart. Yeah, that's a good point. And we've talked about this, right? The whole, do you take the run line? Do you take the minus one? You know, and if you don't have the option of minus one, do like I've been doing, which is again, bet a certain, to win a certain amount on the money line and then put that on the run line. And that way, if they win by one, exactly you push, you kind of make that market yourself uh, if, if you don't have it available. And again, I've talked about this. My kind of, my formula is basically if the run line is minus odds, look to uh, start looking to that right now. Right now, the run line's plus odds. Maybe I should be a little bit more aggressive with that. Maybe Twins minus one should be the pick here, right? Because uh, we could get better odds if we did that. Uh, it's just the way I've coded it in. But either way, and we talk about there's occasional, occasionally where the model will say one is a much better pick than the other. Uh, model loves both of them here. You're going to win the money line pick more often, but you're you're getting worse odds for it. You're going to win the run line less often, but you're getting better odds for it. So uh, I think it's a pretty reasonable give and take. I think it's whatever your personal preference is, Jake. You like the run line there. Uh, and I don't think that's a crazy play at all. You also have to wonder, as we get into mid-August and September, we just are going to start seeing some weird things in baseball. Uh, we saw, we talked about a weird Sunday uh, and that doesn't mean teams are giving up. It doesn't mean that players aren't trying. It just means you're going to see weirder things. You're going to see managers doing weirder things. You're going to see guys sitting out at times. You're going to see, uh, you know, the, the pitcher pitching choices being, it's just going to get weirder. And uh, I, I don't know if that necessarily means the run lines are going to hit more, but it does mean we're going to get some more lopsided scores. And this is definitely a candidate for that uh, given the mismatch in both starting pitchers. Uh, and offense. Uh, Jake, we, we have a total play that we like on this. I'm actually, we're not going to give it out. It's, it's on Dub Club. If you if you want the total play for it, it it's over there. Um, I don't know what else to say. I would I would say it starts with a foul, but that seems like a really jerk thing to, to tease because I, I, over and under both, you know, start with fouls. Yeah. It's the best I, it's yeah, best I can come up yeah. with. Yeah. I mean, that, hey, that's good. I wouldn't have thought of it. It would take me longer than I'd like to admit to catch on to that. Yeah, I mean, the other option is it's an ER, but, you know, I feel like it's kind of a joke. Total plays over in Dub Club. The people over there have already gotten the total play. Uh, so we're not skipping the total on purpose, uh, but we do have a pick for it uh, over there. And that'll take us to our last game of the night, Orioles at the Padres. Another late one here. Uh, Orioles looking strong for us right now, up in the ninth inning, 4-1. to one. Uh, I feel like, you know, I'm wearing the same Orioles gear as yesterday. 
And I feel like this discussion is the exact same as yesterday. It's like, I don't really know what's going to happen. Why are we getting plus odds with the Orioles? I mean, that's the too long, don't read, too long, don't watch version. Although I think today's show will be a little bit shorter than, than, than long. But I mean, it, it sets up very similarly to the game on Monday. And again, barring something crazy happening at the end, uh, we'll get us an Orioles win here. It'll be a nice night in San Diego, upper 60s. Wind will be blowing in. Going to make it a little bit more pitcher friendly uh, than average projected total on this is 7.8 the actual total I'm seeing is 8 uh, so model would have a slight lean to the under we'll kind of look back to that later but again when you look at the breakdown of these teams Padres offense probably a little bit better Orioles relievers better even the top three of those Orioles when they get a lead are just so good uh, and the Padres can really only counter that with Josh Hader but they got to somehow get to the ninth inning uh, for him to be able to hold a lead uh, model says just like yesterday, pretty much a coin toss. Padres should be slight favorites here. Michael Waka and Jack Flaherty are pretty similar pitchers. The ERAs are drastically different. When you look at the underlying metrics, when you look at XFIP, Flaherty actually is projected to be is actually have has a better XFIP on the year than Waka. I don't think there's a difference between these two guys. I think both of them are solid. Both of them have had some good outings. Both of them have had some shaky outings. That's why neither one of them get a great grade. I think they're both okay. The difference is the Orioles having such a good bullpen behind Flaherty gives them an advantage, whereas the Padres don't have that behind Waka. Plus on, on the Orioles is the pick. Yesterday's was a C grade. Today's a B grade. I don't know. The Orioles are an A grade always in my heart, it seems. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think the the books and stuff are still looking at all the talent that San Diego has, especially offensively. It's just not come, It's just not been their year. Uh, they just hadn't come together, and I think that's really helping this <laughs> Orioles pricing out. Because to, to me, this is an easier pick when you're getting a pick against Darvish. That's that's always tough because he's a very good pitcher. But now you don't even have that him going down the mound. You've got Michael Walker. I, I think this Orioles is a lot easier pick than than it was yesterday. And and you know we talk about the Padres. They're just, you never know what you're going to get from them. I mean, they've had some games where they've looked fantastic and put up double digit runs. They've had a couple little, you know, two game, three game stretches like that. They've had stretches where they're getting shut out against mediocre pitching. And you're like, if that offense, that seems impossible. Uh, the Orioles, they just keep winning. Uh, they've been doing it again ever since they called up Rutschman. And uh, it's not to say they're a lot to win again. It's just to say, there's no reason that we should be getting plus odds uh, like this. If we're getting plus odds, it should be something like a plus 105 or something where you're like, is it really worth it? Now, would you still play the Orioles at plus 105? I don't know. Maybe if you if you made me pick a side, that's the one I'd pick on. But I wouldn't like it as much. Long term, this is a great investment. And that's the thing that we're always talking about here, right? These long term investments, especially with a money line sport that we know that it's going to have uh, some ups and downs. But in the long term, if we're getting good five cents here, 10 cents there, 15 cents here value, that adds adds up in a sport like baseball over the long run. It's done it for us this season. It did it for us last season. It did it for us the season before. And it's just, I don't see any reason why that stops. And this is a good value play here. Uh, along with the fact that again, the Orioles have just been so good to us, which makes it even more fun to, to back a team like this that you're, you know, you're constantly rooting for and they're constantly coming through for you. You kind of develop a little bond with them, you know? Yeah. It, it also helps that they have just excellent uniforms. The, the colors, I think, are great. I love the logo. And then yep. I just forget how big of a man Bautista is when he comes out there. It is just, it is, he is just a big man. And I love his walkout song. Is, there's just so much love about the Orioles and the fact yeah. that they're just putting so much money in our pockets this year. It's been great. Other than the whole broadcasting thing, other the front yeah. office, yeah. other than that, other than oh, that's, you know, and I know some people have lamented about like how sad it is that that, you know, has kind of been overshadowing the season. Cause you're right. Otherwise, it's a fun team. Uh, 
there's also, of course, the fear. And if you're an Orioles fan, I don't want to, I don't want to run in your parade, but the fear, of course, is are they not going to be able to lock some of those guys to long-term deals? There's so many of these young players uh, around baseball who've been signing these long-term contracts and, and locking in, and it's good for both sides. As you know, uh, some are better for one side than the other, right? If you if you think about, uh, the, you, you know, uh, Albies, I think is the one uh, that you know is playing for pennies basically. But uh, so many of them are good because the players are going ahead and getting tens of millions of dollars early. The team save money late. It's it's kind of a win-win. And the Orioles definitely need to start doing this from their young talent. But it's so fun to watch this team right now. I hope they stay together uh, because they've been so good to us. They're fun to watch. Uh, again, not a lock, but plus odds here, just a really smart investment. Uh, Jake, is there anything left to add to our Orioles uh, love fest? I don't think, so. I think we said it all. I, I think we did too. All right, there's your recap on screen. Uh, Jake, any parting words for People's Tuesdays? No, I just other than the dub club, it's worth it. I mean, it just absolutely kills it with all the A grades and stuff, especially on a short slate like we had today and then tomorrow, like tomorrow's games. Or yep. Forward. Yeah. It's, yeah. Tomorrow's today, depending on what people are watching. Yeah, I'm going to say probably there, yeah. For, for, for most people, today's games, for some people staying up late or depending on, you know, if you're out on the West Coast, right, it's not that late for you. Uh, tomorrow's games, but yeah, ton of A-grade plays. And a few games on the lines, I think there will be even more A-grade plays. We'll have a lot yeah. of A-grade plays here, I think, on Tuesday to hopefully build off of what was a good Monday and a really good last week and, I think a, and a really good week before that. Things are just rolling here along once the calendar's turned to August. So uh, if you're not with this, you hop on dub club and again you'll get a bunch of great football content that is coming right around the corner uh i I got today i got the depth chart for quarterbacks and then the rest of the week i've got to do the other positions for for football and there's a lot of them so please don't remind me how many there are because uh that's kind of depressing how 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 much more work i have to do for those depth charts yeah (laughs) but football but football models are coming they're coming All right. Well, that's all we've got then for this episode of Picks with the Professor. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you're subscribing. If you aren't already, that way you can ensure all the sports betting content for on this channel is dropped right into your feed. And back in tomorrow with more baseball betting content. But until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.